Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host. I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down and speak to uh, American band 68, uh, frontman Josh Scogin. And ah, it's lovely. Josh is an, uh, a lovely human being, and we talk about some wonderful, wonderful records today. Um, so you're in for uh, a treat. Um, before we uh, get on with the conversation with Josh, just a few thank yous. A uh, thank you to 76 for producing this podcast. Um, obviously, uh, Josh is he's based in the States, uh, and so... You know, these podcasts are recorded remotely, so uh, 76 does his, uh, his best to ensure that these remote recordings sound as close to a, a studio-type uh, podcast that, that I guess we was all used to up until 2020. Um, so thanks to 76 for that. Um, also, uh, a thank you to Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network, which uh, I'm very proud to be part of and uh, and to be shoulder to shoulder with such incredible podcasts as the distraction pieces podcast films to be buried with um say why to drugs there's 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 so many over there um and they're all they're all incredible and run by the uh the good egg that is scroobius pip so uh so thanks to those also if this is your first time listening to off the beaten track then when you finish listening to this chat with uh josh go and get involved in the back catalogue because there's 250 or so episodes that you can listen to for free you can hear me talking to Foo Fighters you can hear me talking to Tommy Lee and Motley Crue Fatboy Slim Butch Vig um yeah the, the list goes on go and have a, a rummage um because you'll see so many uh, inc- incredible artists that I've been lucky enough to sit down and, and and talk records with um yeah, and also if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that um, really easily by just giving us a like, love, share, retweet on the socials. Give us a follow. Um, subscribe to the podcast. That all helps. Um, if you want to head over to iTunes and, and give us a review, that's really, really helpful. Um, and if you'd like to um, support us in a in a different way, you can head over to Patreon. Uh, that's www.patreon.com forward slash off the beaten track and get access to 200 or so shows that have never been released to the the masses over there and uh, i put up radio shows each week over there and video episodes um and you can get access to all of that from as little as a dollar a month so uh, and that all helps to 
to keep this podcast going. So, uh, so thank you very much um, for uh, for supporting the podcast, uh, for being here today and listening. Um, you can find out about everything you need to know about uh, the podcast at www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. That's your one-stop shop. Ah, take a breath. Please enjoy Off the Beat and Track Podcast with Josh Scoggin of 68. It's Off the Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Okay, we are recording. Josh, how are you doing today? Doing real good. Nice. Where are you, ma'am? I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. In my house. Nice, nice. I mean, Atlanta, Georgia, that's home of a hell of a lot of good bands, right? Am I right in saying that R.E.M. from there? Yeah, I think they're from just uh, a city north, uh, Athens. Athens. But yeah, yeah. It, it, Georgia, all the same. And uh, yeah. B-52s yep, yep. as well, am I right? I think that, or maybe they're Athens yeah, as well, yeah. actually. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I, I wouldn't swear to it, but I'm pretty sure they're from here and a ton of hip-hop. <laughs> Wonderful, we're, we're, known, we're known for our hip-hop stuff. Well, Josh, before we start talking about uh, the songs on your playlist, um, I just want to ask you how you have found the last year as both Josh Human Being and Josh the Creative. <laughs> um, I think I found it a lot like a lot of people, you know. Uh, There's a lot of uh, confusing times and uh you'll have to forgive my phone um and um <clears throat> but you know i had to just um keep from twiddling my thumbs uh both mentally and even physically it's not very healthy uh for me to just sit still and so when i came to the realization you know one tour would kind of get canceled or at least pushed back and then another tour and then eventually you come to the realization like we're not touring in 2020. That's not happening. Yeah. So once you kind of sit down and go, okay, that's the reality. Then you, then, <clears throat> you know, it was, uh, still very unpleasant, but it was at least at that moment where I could go, okay, well, what, what do I do next? You know, what do I do for now? Um, because I would actually lose my mind if I, you know, had to sit still. So, um, so I dove into creating some music videos for this album that, uh, that just released today. And, um, and uh and yeah so that that kept me busy and and uh learning a couple of new programs on how to do video stuff and you know just trying to stay busy mentally and and you know uh physically so and so the record's out today we should uh say for for listeners that we're recording this on the 26th of march uh and so have you i mean how have you found the the process for this uh, you know different from any other uh music you've released insofar as kind of you know, doing the PR campaigns. Obviously, normally you'd be out gigging hard and 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 stuff like that to support records and that. So, how have you found it differently this time? Yeah, well, it's funny because, as you say, normally when a release when an album comes out, you're on tour. That's the the dream anyway to be on tour so you can you know sell records and play to in front of people. Um, so when, you know, our publicist hits us up and goes, hey, we have this interview, that interview, whatever, you, it, it, you always have a good excuse if, it, you know, like, oh, I'm driving or I'm, you know, I can't, I'm sound checking, whatever. Um, now I have no excuses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to say? Oh, I'm, I'm planning on, you know, sitting on my couch at that moment. Um, 
so uh you know but other than that i mean it's you know it's uh yeah it's just a different feel i mean normally me and you'd be having this conversation in some hopefully coffee shop if not backstage and there's loudness all around and i'm trying to go what what are you saying you know or have headphones on and um so you know there's uh you know there's uh perks and there's pros and cons to everything i guess depends on your perspective but you know as far as um, the whole, all the interview parts of it, it's actually a lot more peaceful right now because I don't have any distractions to, yeah. um, to deal with. And I don't have a, a, you know, I don't have to keep looking at my clock to go, uh, I got a sound check or I got a, you know, whatever. So, um, that's the biggest difference, uh, for sure. Okay. Well, let's talk records and, um, for track one, uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, for the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Um, it's hard. I, I can't say it's the greatest ever, but it's definitely the first one that popped in my head. Um, and I, I am not even going to try. I'm, I'm looking it up right now so I can, uh, so I can, uh, give it its due. I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce all the Mars Volta <laughs> stuff, but it's the Mars Volta album. Um, because when you, when, when I saw the words, uh, <clears throat> greatest intro, um, you know, the, the track number one is the intro and then track, or at least it felt like that to me. And then track two just kicked into a song and, and, oh man, what, a, what an impact. I remember, um, obviously being devastated by at the drive-in breaking up originally, uh, when this first album came out, I was just ecstatic and I bought it and, you know, so I got to hear it the way it was meant to be heard as, as an intro. And, and obviously from track one all the way to the end. Um, and I just remember when it hit, it hit so hard and I was just like, I'm in, <laughs> you know, I miss, I miss that the drive-in, but I'm in, this is great stuff. So um, yeah, I, I mean, some others popped in my head later, you know, the who has some great ones and, and uh, uh, I, I thought of a Rolling Stone one that's long and great, but you know, but this was the first one that popped in my head. So I was like, let's go with it. So <laughs> solid choice, man. That's a solid choice. And I mean, the impact that, that Mars Volta had was, was, was ridiculously big, obviously coming off the back of, you know, the furore <laughs> that surrounded, you know, at the drive-in. I mean, just yeah. for me, I'd, I'd love to have said that I was on at the drive-in from the beginning. I wasn't. It was mm-hmm. when, I, when I heard arguably one of the greatest ever intros, One Arm Scissor, I was like, holy shit. And then yeah. they played this show in the UK, uh, uh, like just, just on TV, just playing that track. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it. I was oh. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching out. It's <laughs> yeah. raucous. It's insane. It's it's prog. It's everything all just thrown in this pot of madness. And it looked so fucking cool as well. It was like, yeah. oh, man, that band. I mean, what was? Did, I take it they were a big thing for you as well then? Yeah. So what's funny is I, I often claim that I only have one regret in life. And uh, – so I live in Georgia and the next state over is Alabama. Um, I probably live, um, I don't know, two hours from, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And a friend of mine owned a venue out there and at the drive-in was playing and they were opening up for Jimmy Eat World while Jimmy Eat World was on the Clarity album. Oh uh, man. My favorite album, uh, that they, that they, my favorite album that they put out. And so <clears throat> I loved at the drive-in, loved uh, Jimmy World, but I was like, uh, two hours. I was like, 
Nah, and I had no real reason to not go. I just was like, man, eh, I'll just catch them next time. Well, obviously, J- Jimmy World blew up uh, at the drive-in, blew up and then broke up. Um, and yeah, and so that was one of my biggest regrets. Oh and, uh, man, and, hang your head, man. You should have yeah. gone, man. <laughs> let, let me say this though. Let me say this as a full circle before before we move on. I, I so uh, I, I'm friends with a band that got to open up for Jimmy World when they were doing. I don't know if it was, I guess, 20 year anniversary, I don't know, 10 year anniversary, whatever it was of Clarity. So I got to go see them and they, and they played the Clarity album in its entirety. So I was like, yes, fulfilled there. And then um, I became friends with uh, the uh, the management of um, uh, at the drive in now or, you know, when they got back together. Um, and so I had I hit them up. and was like, I got to go see them live. And so I got to see them like two or three different times live. So I feel like, you know, uh, you know, regrets are there, but, you know, I was able to at least, you know, sort of uh, shade it in a bit. Yeah, you, know, you can put that to rest now, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, for track two, uh, I'm going to ask you the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Um, yes. W- which, what song did I put on there? Oh, let me just check. Uh, Sorry, I should probably have this written down because... That's okay. <clears throat> sorry That's this right. is uh it's gonna be some boring footage we can edit, <laughs> we can edit this bit out uh right I, I was going back and forth on a bunch of different ones and so i'm not sure which all right here we go up with. Got it. Okay. oh here oh billy, billy joel yes billy joel's piano man I have it all up here now, so I can, so we won't have to do that again. Yeah, so <clears throat> the song with the the first thing I can remember, there's surely stuff before this, but the one that really stands out, um, Billy Joel's Piano Man. That uh, my mom, it, my mom always listened to just um, I don't know, I guess classic, uh, like oldies station is what I guess it would be, and. Uh, and my dad always listened to like the rock stations, but like classic rock mostly. But um, so I got a good healthy balance of all the of of, of the spectrums there. And <clears throat> I remember hearing uh, "Piano Man" by Billy Joel, and it was one of the first times, at least that I can remember, that I was really, really picking apart all the lyrics and all the things he was saying. And I and you know, I'd heard music my whole life because my, we had a kind of a musical family. Nobody performed anything, but they just loved music. And so we would, you know, celebrate it. Um, but I remember hearing those lyrics and just being blown away. He talks about, you know, you know, he's the piano man. He's there to kind of entertain the, the owner of the bar loves when he comes because people come in and they, and they can just forget about their problems for a while. And my favorite lyric of all time is from that song um, still to this day. Uh, it's the lyric, it goes, uh, they're sharing a drink they call loneliness, but that's better than drinking alone. And, uh, what a line that is, but that whole song, um, you know, I think Billy Joel's had some ups and downs and there's plenty of things I'm not a big fan of, but that song is just, I mean, it still gets me today. I'll I'll listen to it sometimes. Uh, a long time ago, I was listening to that song driving up in some snow and, uh, 
and we actually flipped our van. We were all safe and sound, but, um, but, and I remember that song was on, um, and, and our, our van started going sideways and we hit the median just right and it flipped and, uh, and, uh, you know, we were all safe and, and fine. It was not, it was more scary than anything, but, um, that song's huge for me. It's, it's a, uh, it's a beautifully done song and just the lyrics and stuff. Um, sometimes they can almost apply to anyone that's in any form of entertainment industry. But even back when I was a child and knew nothing of that stuff, it just was like, this is a good song. It's, it's strong. So yeah, that's the first one I remember. And what was the emotion? <clears throat> I can't, I can't, I don't know if I can put it into words. I just remember being moved by it because the guy in the song even today, I can't tell if he's excited, if he's if the piano man is loves what he's doing and who cares, or if he's sort of wishing he was doing more. Um, you know, he taught he taught that he the piano man the the character of the song talks about <clears throat> talks about this guy. Uh, I'm gonna you know paraphrase this guy who who's doing whatever but he knows he could have been an actor if he would have sure. tried or whatever so he keeps saying things of that nature and and it's so funny because the 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 personification of the the fella the character i just can't tell if he's like i'm creating happiness for people i'm, I'm helping them escape uh a bit which you know, I don't necessarily believe in art as escapism, but but I don't know if he's happy that he's like, oh yeah, I'm 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 doing a good thing here, or if he himself is going, this is it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this, yeah, I'm not yeah. playing. I'm playing for a bunch of drunks. Like this is this is what my life's amounted to. Um, you know, that, so there's it's it's a. Uh, I can't tell if I'm in love with him or if I'm just so sad. You know, for him and. Uh, and and I and I and I think that can apply to a lot of musicians who who are um, who are just sort of in a state where you're just kind of going like, you know, you, you always want to do the, the best you can or the most you can, and 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 uh, so yeah, I don't know. It just touched me. I, I can't. It you know, the undefinable is the best. Yeah, uh, way that's what that's what makes the magic happen, right? That yeah, that kind exactly. of exactly, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Well, for track three, I'm going to ask you uh, for the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. <laughs> so um, there's plenty. There's so many that I could have listed. Um, the one I, I marked down was a, a band called Portishead. Uh, the album's Dummy, and the song is called Glory Box. Um, I, um, I don't know. I guess I would have been in high school... Um, I reckon, uh, but I, I really like Portishead and any bands that, that, that felt like that. I was just head over heels for, um, for anyone who may know Portishead has these beautiful kind of orchestral, um, movements, but then there's just like this hip hop beat complete with a, with a turntable, like old school turntable, uh, you know, DJ kind of guy, but then also, um, the, the, the person singing is beautiful. Like, like the, the vocals are beautiful and just, and really, really. So it's all this sort of juxtaposition. It's this hard hip hop beat, but with these beautiful vocals that, that sound like they would be in some 
you know, 1950s kind of, uh, you know, musical or Absolutely. something. Um, but, there, but, but it's got an extra kind of creepiness to it. And there's oh, sort of the vibe. And it was, it was great. It, it, it's, I don't remember when I first heard it, but I remember just running it into the ground. I think I bought a couple different versions of, of the same CD because either it'd get too scratched up or, or, who knows, you know, um, but I, I remember, I mean, I still, to this day, I, I have vinyl of, of each of these, of, of each of their albums and, um, and, I, and they're, they're on my, uh, heavy rotation. It, it's Portishead's, you know, uh, probably one of my favorite, uh, bands as far as the, just the, it was something I had never heard before. Um, someone more schooled than me might go, Oh, they were doing this way before them. I don't know. See, but don't for me, so. that was the it, it was brilliant, you know, it was very cleverly done. And, and again, for me, it was something I'd never heard before. And, and, it, and it's still, I don't know of anyone really ha- having done that or still doing that or anything, you know, so it's a good, they're, they're, they rule for sure. It's, it's so weird. Like they, that, that when, when dummy come out, that, that record just, just changed the whole musical landscape in the UK. You know, uh, you know, speaking speaking of the impact it had here, you know, there mm-hmm. were there was other bands that come out of where they're from in Bristol that were making hip hop influenced music like Massive Attack. Um, yeah, sure, sure. But, but when that dropped, and Glory Box being the lead single as well, and just mm-hmm. hearing that lazy scratching, you know, and and then yeah. beats, and and it's right. It, it, I was trying to sort of think of a word to describe what you sort of saying it's like, it almost like it's quite claustrophobic isn't it it's like mm. um like beth's voice is just oh, oh i yeah. mean the, have you got the have you seen the live show from new york yeah yeah, yeah. so Fuck, i was gonna man. mention that so <clears throat> on top of them creating something i had never heard before when i when i saw and heard that they took this you know hip-hop turntable-y vibe and just made a, an actual orchestra and a what a phenomenally great sounding album but also just that to to invent yet again to take you know because I, I i i dabble with hip-hop here and there and i and and so i know um i like a lot of that sort of stuff too but to to be able to translate any of that sort of musical stuff into such a grandiose uh thing you know I, and i remember just being blown away again um and, and then of course of course her voice just standing right on top of all of it and just i mean oh what a great album that that whole album front to back i mean the the, the um the new york one i mean it's just brilliant it's it's, it's ridiculous man it really is <laughs> and and the for me that like it's the track roads on roads when yeah, she's so just got mm-hmm. her arm just slumped on the microphone, cigarette <laughs> yeah. on the go, and yes, like, yes. but it's just howling and it's just yeah, oh, it's fantastic, man. Like that, that is what Bond themes should sound like. They should be writing yes. the kind of current Bond themes because it's so grand, yet it's just yep. got such a rhythm as well. It's oh, <laughs> incredible, incredible. So- Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, how was school, man? How did you get on at school? I did all right. I uh, I made good grades. Um, my parents were uh, my parents kind of had this sort of like rule of thumb. It's kind of an unspoken rule, but like <clears throat> I could do kind of whatever I wanted to do as long as I kept good grades. Um, they, they sort of uh, made sure that I knew, like, if I could keep good grades, then, then obviously I can handle other things in the world, and so they, they shouldn't worry, so to, so to speak. So, yeah, I, I, I made sure I did good grades. I, I, I skipped a lot of school, and I was already in a band at the time doing touring and stuff, and we did the sort of weekend warrior stuff, but we – but. <clears throat> even more so we would do, you know, cause where I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, for anyone who may not know, I mean, we're, you travel three hours in any direction. There's another major city. Um, we got Florida just below us with all their cities. We got, uh, you go out West, you can keep going all the way to Texas every three to four hours. There's another big city. And so we would do shows, you know, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then, you know, try to get home Monday. So, I, I skipped a lot of school and I missed a lot, but again, my parents were cool about it and they were just like, you know, as long as the grades are up, you're clearly do it. So, you know, it was, uh, I did all right. I, I never thought of it as a, as a drag or anything. Um, it was just something to do. <laughs> did you want to be a musician? Is that all you've ever wanted to be? <clears throat> yeah. That's all I can ever remember wanting to be. Um, I went to my first show, I don't know what year it would have been, but the my first concert that I ever again. So again, my parents had drugged me to a few kind of all day festivals and stuff. I, I have no idea who even would have played those. I should probably look that up because there are probably some pretty cool bands in those. But um, uh, but I was too young to care or remember. But anyway, the first show I paid for and I was like, I want to go see um, was uh, Bush, Toady, Toadies, and Hum. Um, uh, over here in Atlanta and uh I have no idea what year that would have been but I that was it I was done I was like this is what I want to do and so I saw I literally any money I made I I spent on going to concerts but they were all these sort of arena rock shows you know because I didn't know anything else and somehow some way throughout just going to as many shows I didn't even have to like the band I, I saw plenty of bands 
<clears throat> that are big that that I wasn't it, you know it wasn't really my thing, but I just went and um, and so anyway, uh, eventually somehow that led to um, seeing smaller and smaller shows until I, I I I don't know the lineage, but eventually I ended up seeing just a small punk rock show, you know, something where it's like, there's no barricade and and it's just me and there's the band. And I, and that's, that's, that was another twist for me, another sort of solidifying the like, Whoa, you know, I don't know if I'll ever do that, the arena stuff, but I can do this. (laughs) You know, I can, I think I can like perform in front of, you know, a hundred people, 150 people. So, um, and, and I realized there was local bands. Um, there was this local band that no one's ever heard of for sure that opened one of those shows and we got to be friends with them and, and we saw them like literally every weekend. And, um, you know, so anyway, it, it was, uh, th- you know, that transformed into just seeing these kind of littler, uh, punk rock bands that you could pay five bucks and go see, you know? And so that's what I did. That, that was that's what we did to hang out. I was like, what are y'all doing this weekend? Like, Oh, I'll go see if anyone cool's playing up here. And you know, you drop five bucks, drop eight bucks, drop 10 bucks, whatever. And if it's not that cool, it's like, Oh, we're still hanging out, you know, like that's what I did. And so, uh, that, you know, became sort of where I was and what I was doing and stuff. And so, yeah, in high school, you know, when I was doing the band, I mean, we, we would try to play just any show and every show, like no matter where it was, it could be like a, you know, a, a seven hour drive for no money. We didn't think about, Oh wait, we do need some money to make gas money. We yeah. just was like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Listen up. I've only got another new sponsor, egg fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And if you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, And again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. With with that, would you say... You was a confident, like, kid. Um, <clears throat> that's a very interesting question. I would say, I don't know that I could use terms back then, but right now, I think I'm the same as I was then, in which I was not a confident person, but I practiced and I worked so that I could be confident, if that makes any sense. Completely. So I, I'm so, I have no interest in being nervous. I have no interest in being uh, unprepared. I have, I, I, you know, I, I've, I, all of that's avoidable. You know what I mean? Um, all you have to do is put the work in and put the time in. So, you know, some of my very close family and friends 
might tell you, you know, I'm a, a pretty unconfident person, but anyone outside that circle might tell you, oh, he's a very confident person. And, and that, and that would be because of the fact that I, I, I put the work in, I practice, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I don't, it, it, um, I can't even remember the last time I had to give a speech, but if I ever have to give a speech, it's, 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 I'm not just going to show up and, and I'm going to practice it so much and do it so well in my own head that I can show up and wing it. You know what I mean? And so therefore I think, um, when I was a kid, it was very similar. Um, uh, with, you mentioned school earlier that, you know, there's some things that I would just be like, man, whatever, because it just, I knew it was dumb and just kind of busy work. But then there's times where the really, really important stuff, you know, I was turning things in weeks in advance so that I didn't have to have the, like, Oh, my dog ate my homework or my, you know what I mean? Like I, I was just, I was done already. Um, so yeah, it's funny because I think naturally I'm one way, but I, 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 I work and I, and I put the, the, the due diligence in to make it to where I don't have to ever feel nervous or, or unprepared, you know, for track four, I'm going to ask you for the first song you remember buying from a record store, please, Josh. So what's funny is this harkens back to Portishead a bit. I showed up, so uh, all, all my friends had CDs and, and, and albums and stuff, and so I, I had a cassette player, and I would record whatever I liked. So I never hardly ever bought anything for a long, long, long time. I was well late into the game before I went to buy anything. Um, and I went to our super cool CD store and I was going to buy Portishead. Um, I can't remember which album now and they didn't have it. So they told me the guy there who was like way too cool for school was like, Oh, if you if you like that you'll love this and he he basically sold me uh this band called tricky uh the album pre-millennium tension and the song that i just picked for that was piano um he was like if you like that portishead stuff you'll probably like this and i mean he was just so cool i was like okay (laughs) um and because they were out uh of portishead anyway i was like i'll give it a try and uh yeah i fell in love um and 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 that was one of the first uh purchases that i made with my own money um again super late in the game i, I don't even know when that album came out but i i was fully into music well before then but i just never purchased anything because um a i didn't have a lot, any money hardly and b uh i think i got a cd player like super late in the game um you know showing my age a bit but just you know as far as like having an actual cd player like i didn't have one forever i I would just record songs from cds i liked uh that my friends had or whatever on on cassettes and then just had a mixtape of all the cool band all the cool it was a playlist you know (laughs) um and uh yeah so anyway uh i was super late in the game of of buying albums but that was the first one i actually bought i went in there to get one thing and they didn't have it and i was like well this that sucks like i (laughs) i come here to buy the thing and they don't have it you know um but i yeah i i've been a big fan of tricky ever since and uh all again super weird super just 
inventive, clever, uh, hard beats, but sometimes very, uh, melodic, you know, uh, strings and, and such to, to back it all up. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I was thoroughly happy and I went sometime later and bought, uh, the Portishead album, but I mean, that's the I said Portishead was claustrophobic, but if we're talking tricky, I mean, that's a different <laughs> level claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's so inventive and clever. Every album really just is doing something that is actually off the, off the beaten path. You know what I mean? Um, so much so that I'm just like, this is... <clears throat> It, it, it's a gutsy move sometimes. Sometimes I listen to it and I go, that's, that, that's impressive. They, they full on went there, you know? Um, but, uh, I like that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, as an artist, I love someone who's fully down to just, you know, not, not go up to the limit, but like leap over it and just see what happens. You know, that's, that's brilliant for me, for me to, to experience any band that's willing to do that, you know? Absolutely. I, I watched a, a documentary about Kate Bush at the weekend and and Tricky was, was one of the people talking about nice. uh, And I just thought to myself, of course Kate Bush is a big influence on Tricky. Of course, yeah. another maverick that just has no mm-hmm. rule book, just goes wherever it goes. And I just thought, of yeah. course Tricky's all over this. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've if it's got a release in the States, but Tricky... Um, put a book out last year uh okay i'd I'd recommend that that's a very very fascinating read i will absolutely read that yeah i uh i i i if it was released last year i'm so out of loop of everything that happened last year do you know Um, what it was probably the year before you just forget last year even existed (laughs) don't you just don't count last year I, th- I feel like we should just, you know, call it a mulligan, you know, yeah. and just be like, I don't think that even happened, especially for touring musicians. Like there's people that are like, you know, uh, you know, they'll put a year, they'll put like, Oh, you know, this album's been out X amount of years. And I'm like, well, does last year count? I yeah. mean, really we didn't play one show on it. We didn't, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I, I, as far as that, I'll, I'll definitely check that book out because I would love to sort of be able to pick peek inside yeah. his brain it, uh, that'd be great. I think in 20 years' time, you're never going to get them kind of really cool retro like band t shirts with the 2020 tour on the back, are you? They're not ever going to exist, are they? <laughs> <laughs> if you do, yeah. they're going to be rare and worth a That's fortune. That's a great idea, though. You know, 2020, have all these dates. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Cancel. I, I might have to steal that one. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to ask you for track five, Josh, the song that soundtrack your years clubbing, please. Um, so this one was difficult because I feel like I'm still clubbing. So, uh, you know, but uh, there's this blues artist, Sun House, S-O-N, uh, Sun House, and the song's Death Letter Blues. I, uh, if not every single night before we play, um, most nights I I, I I play that song um, in, in my earphones or whatever um it's got i mean it's got the rawness of any very old blues uh, artist that was just winging it you know just 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 going for it um but uh i don't know there's an attitude about it there's a uh sincerity about it there's something about it that i i like um 
there's some shows we play where I'm just like, this is it. Here we go. I can't get to it fast enough. And there's some shows where, you know, you got things on your brain brain and you're having to go, okay, like we got to play a show, like, you know, turn all that off. Let's flip into show mode. We got, and anytime it's like that, uh, I play this song. Um, it's on a, it's on a playlist of songs that I, that I, uh, play nearly every show before we go on. Um, there's a few Rolling Stones songs in there. There's uh, a few different things, but that, but this song's in there. And so this song reminds me, um, of, you know, years clubbing as it were, because, um, you know, we, we do a lot of support tours, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that means we, we play for the bigger band. Uh, we don't like to do a lot of headlining stuff if, if we can help it. And so we've done everything from the arena rock show, uh, you know, to, to, you know, smaller, like, you know, 500 cap rooms or whatever. Um, and we do everything in between and we do it all the time. So, um, so anyway, this song, uh, is, is in my playlist and it, and it just, it just gets my mind right. It, it, it remind it's, um, <clears throat> lyrically, I don't even think it has anything to do with, you know, playing shows or anything. It's just, it's just raw and real. And, you know, sometimes, you know, especially in 2019 or 2020 or 2021, everything is so polished. Everything is so clean because we have Photoshop to make things perfect. We have Pro Tool. Everything's perfect. And so this is like a reminder if I need it to go, Hey, we're humans, just go out there and play. Like, let's just, let's get rowdy, you know? And so, uh, so that's why I put this song as that one, just because I felt like it was a, uh, it's, it's still uh, applicable to me today. And, and it still sometimes helps me just get in that like mindset of like, yeah, I'm just a dude strumming on a guitar, you know, and here we go. If people like it, that's awesome. If they don't, that's fine too. Like, this is what's about to happen, you know? So, uh, so yeah, it's there and, and, and I listen to it when we're on tour, I listen to it almost every day, if not every day. So solid reason. Number six, please. A favorite song from an artist from your home county. So um, I picked uh, Ray Charles uh, for doing Georgia on my mind because um, I don't know if he's from my exact county, but he's at least from Georgia. And that song is about Georgia and it's a beautiful song. Um, And Honestly, uh, it's, I can't, I, I almost can't even say this right now because of how disconnected I am from this mindset. But when I'm on tour and I've been on tour for like three months straight, I can't listen to this song because I'll start weeping. I'm just like, Georgia, you know, I love, I love, I love my home state and I love, uh, you know, Atlanta. It's, it's, it's a great place to have been born and raised. And, uh, and so, yeah, this song's actually, you know, there's, there's a, there's a moment in tours where this song has to get banned. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to answer the question, I was like, well, you know, Ray Charles, I mean, uh, he, he can do no wrong as far as music. And, and as far as, uh, uh, that song, I just felt like, well, that song's literally singing about my state. So I felt like it was a good pick, you know? I don't think there's any reason to, to have to justify that choice, man. It's Ray Charles, yeah. and it's one of the most beautiful records ever made. So, uh, so yeah, rightly so, rightly so. Yeah. Um, before we go on to your last track, I, I asked you earlier about confidence um, growing up, and you've, you know, from a very young age, knew that you wanted to be a musician, and you've, you know, 
managed to create a, 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 a you know a really good career for yourself in in music. <clears throat> so confidence aside, would you say that you're driven? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> driven's an interesting word. I, I, my parents instilled in me a, a, a very strong work ethic. Um, so <clears throat> I, I am, I mean, I driven as, I mean, I think we were talking earlier about during the, the quarantine stuff, you know, it's like, I can't sit still. I can't, uh, uh you know, it's, it's, very unhealthy, uh, both mentally, uh, and physically for me to sit still for too long. And <clears throat> so, um, so I, I would say I'm <clears throat> very driven as far as, uh, I, I, there's so many things we can't help in life. There's so many things out of our control, so many things, but I think life is uh, best served when you try to not have that as your perspective and, and the perspective being the things you can control. And I think there's so much more that people can control if they have the work ethic and if they have the, the motivation and the, and the ability to do it. And <clears throat> anyone who struggled, not anyone, but a lot of people who have struggled with keeping their weight down knows that it's just like, there's no, there's no magic to it. You just eat better and exercise more. You know, it's really so simple, but you know, mentally we can just get it real foggy and just be like, well, I don't know. And, and, you know, there are rare occasion, uh, 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 circumstances, but for the most part, for most of people, it's that it's, it's literally just the, it's the physical work ethic of it. And, um, I think when, I don't know why that example popped in my head, but, but with music and with, <clears throat> with, you know, playing and, and, you know, trying to, you know, cause bands have a very short shelf life typically, you know, I mean, we've talked about a lot of bands that have had a very long shelf life, but those are still the very, they're very much the exception to the rule for every band you mentioned that's lasted longer than 10 years. I could probably list a hundred that have, that you've never heard of, you know? Um, and so therefore I think, um, I try my best to live in a way that has zero regrets. Um, the one regret being my at the drive-in show, but, um, the, uh, <laughs> um, but that was a lesson learned, you know? Um, and so well, the reason I mentioned that is because I think that the, for me, uh, teaches on, but for me, the easiest way to try and have zero regrets is to be, to work, to put the work in, to put the effort in, uh, to be driven, to be motivated, to, to, to get up earlier and to go to sleep later, you know, do it. And then if it does not work, whatever the thing is, when you're old and looking back on your life, you really don't have any reason to have a regret because you go, hey, I did everything I could and it just didn't work. You know what I mean? There are some things out of our control. Um, and so as far as being a musician and uh, from a very young age, I wanted to be a musician. Um, and I'm very, very thankful that I've been, a been able to remain on the train this long. Um, but the day that the train kicks me off, um, I will, 
I will never look back and regret because I'll go, Hey, a, I was able to ride it for that long, whatever that looks like. B the day I get kicked off, it won't be because of lack of trying, you know, it won't be because it'll be because I wrote an album that no one likes or whatever, which is also fine. Um, but the, the work was there and I did everything I could. And so the moment I have to hang my hat up, I'll, I'll do it gladly and go, well, that's, you know, that, um, I, I still have no regrets. There's nothing I could have done differently that, you know, was, was within my power. Um, so anyway, you know, that, that sorry for the long ramble there, but I, I, I think I, I might agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think I might be driven, you know, <laughs> <laughs> even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> well, Josh, it's your last track, and I'm going to ask you um, to to play DJ now, and uh, and you can recommend. And I'm going to ask you uh, to tell me a song that many may not know that you would <clears throat> like them to hear, please. Um, so there's this band called Starflyer Fifty Nine. They've been around a long time, and lots of people might know them. Um, uh, they're they're from the states, and uh, they have a an enormous catalog under their belt um they've been around for a long long time um but every every album they've ever put out and and back in the 90s it was very 90s sounding and then they you know uh they sort of changed from there and but every evolution of the band has been something that i've loved and i think there's a lot of innovation there's a lot of creativity um i don't want to take any of that away from them with what i'm about to say but i think the end results are just here's good songs i think everything they've ever put out um and it's mainly just one guy but i think everything he's put out um in in this gigantic catalog it's just like is the chorus great yeah is the verse great yeah does it have a swinging bridge yeah like it's just it's just a, a core good song. Yeah. And then they may throw some embellishes here and there that, that, you know, are, are really unique and stuff. And, and, uh, and depending on which album or which song you listen to, but so anyway, Starflyer 59, 
it's one of my long time greatest bands of all time. It's, it's, there, there's, there's plenty of bands that, um, have come and gone, but this band, uh, has never really, um, uh, Jason, if you're listening to this, I apologize if this offends you, but, but I don't think he's ever blew up. He's never been just internationally, this gigantic star. Um, but he keeps writing albums that I think are just amazing. So, um, the band is Starflyer 59. The, I could have picked any number of songs from any number of albums, but there's an album called old, and there's a song called Underneath. And uh, those, I mean, it, I think that's a good um, nutshell of what I'm talking about. It's like the song's just a great song. And then there's just a couple of little things here and there that sort of put cherries on top of a really good ice cream, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would highly recommend anyone. I mean, in my humble opinion, you can pick any album and just listen to it all the way through and and you'll pick out the stuff you like and don't like. But if you go back to the nineties stuff, I mean, it's, there's like 12 guitar tracks, you know, feeding back. And, and I mean, it's very nineties, but it's uh, in the best way possible in yeah. my opinion. So. Well, Josh, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast with all your choices on <laughs> so people can go and explore uh, nice. uh, all of the bands that we spoke about today. Um, as 2021, unravels further and you know in a more positive way hopefully and you know in the uk it's looking like shows are going to start happening again you know towards the the latter part of the year Uh, and i hope that that is something that happens globally um josh what are you looking forward to personally this year and what's happening professionally um honestly they're the same thing i I, just live shows Um, every single musician starts that answer with that it's both the same (laughs) it's hard it's hard to escape it um i'm gonna say just me myself playing live show i mean that is why when i first decided to be in a band i pretended to play live shows i i air guitared to a fake crowd i didn't pretend to write an album. I didn't pretend to sign contracts. I didn't pretend to shake hands with it. I was pretending to play live, you know? And, um, and so for someone who's been able to do that for my, my entire adult life, um, to have that, you know, yanked away was pretty hard, but it was hard for everyone, you know, but, um, so that's first and foremost, the thing that I cannot wait to do is play live, but I will stay, take it a step further. And I think that um, it's hard to pretend anything good came of this whole, you know, craziness. Uh, but if I were to point something out that might have you know, at the risk of sounding over optimistic, I, I think, you know, the, the pendulum has been pulled so far in one direction, the, the direction of quarantine and, and isolation. And I, and I'm all by myself and you're all by yourself that when it finally does get let go, I would love to think that humanity, it'll swing so hard in the other way and, and that humanity will kind of, we all realize we need other humans. We need each other. We need to all be dancing on that same vibration. We need, and there's no better place than, than a live show, a rock show to, to, to really see that in a tangible form because here's hundreds to thousands to whatever amount of people all on the same vibration. We're singing the same lyric. We're, we're, we're sweating. We're getting together We're it's, it's, it's real, it's tangible, it's legit. And to, to have that 
um, to be, to have that taken away as, as, as bummer as that is, I think people, even the most introverts, you know, are, are maybe going, Oh man, it'll just be nice to just mix and mingle and, and have that energy shared amongst people, whether it's four people going out to eat dinner together again, or it's a whole host of people at a show. Um, it, I, I think humanity needs it. And I think, I think, for now, I don't know how long it'll last, but for now, I think most humans would agree and, and they would go, yeah, we, you know, I do just kind of want to mix and mingle with a bunch of people. I don't know. That would be nice, you know, so um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it's going to make for a healthier, uh, you know, planet, you know what I mean? When when people can get back to, to, to you know, whatever, going to see them. 